Well, 73 years ago, this Friday, December 10th, 1948, delegates at the United Nations General Assembly came together in Paris, in that famed city, to adopt the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. This upcoming Friday, in fact, December 10th, is International Human Rights Day, a day that celebrates the adoption of that Universal Declaration, a document that proclaims the inherent dignity and the equal and inalienable rights of all members of the human family, being the foundation of freedom, justice, and peace in the world. Peace in the world. In our gospel text for today, on this second Sunday of Advent, we come face to face with Zechariah, who proclaims that a messenger would come to guide our pathways forward into this way of peace, to finally come home for this peace. Who are these messengers in our time? Who were they back then? It's interesting to think of a baby as a messenger. Can a baby be a messenger? Can the little children among us be messenger? Those who are still learning and forming their words, those who may have things to convey from the beyond, a message from God. I sometimes look at my baby Elton and I wonder, where did you come from? (laughs) From nothing, it seems like. A baby just comes to inhabit a space. And they've got a message. They've got babbling. They've got noises. They've got a physical presence, a warmth that keeps you warm as well. They have a purpose, they have a blessing. Somehow it comes from the beyond. After all, children are closer to that beyond than some of us are. Our text this morning is called the Benedictus, after the first Latin word in the text, blessed. A canticle, a song, a hymn of praise that is proclaimed by Zechariah, the priest, seems to be a message not just from Zechariah, but a message that comes from somewhere else, a message that comes from the beyond. Okay, picture this. So one day, Zechariah the priest had gone into the temple to light some incense, leaving the congregation outside praying. And then all of a sudden, inside the temple, the angel Gabriel appears before Zechariah. The angel Gabriel right before Zechariah the priest. And and the angel tells him that a messenger would be coming, a messenger in the form of a baby. Of course, advanced in age, Zechariah, (laughs) he scoffs, scoffs at the notion of having a baby. But we know, be careful when you laugh at God's plans, because the joke may be on you. After he has his laugh, Zechariah is made mute. He can't talk. He's unable to speak. Not a good thing when you're a priest. 
when you're leading public worship, unable to vocalize anything. Now, I will say this is a story of blessing for this family involved. Of course, it's a story of blessing for Elizabeth to be with child during this period. I'll also mention it might be blessing for her to have a mute spouse for nine months. (laughs) Peace on earth, goodwill toward women and spouses. Don't ask Elizabeth which is the bigger blessing, of course, the baby or the mute husband. Just let her enjoy this moment. The blessing, the bliss. She's not only going to be bearing a child, she's going to be bearing a special child, a messenger, a prophet of the Most High, a preparer of the way, a messenger on the pathway toward peace, preparing a world in which we might come home for peace. I think in our lives we encounter these messengers from God, These messengers who are the ones who show us the way forward, who show us the way home toward peace. Sometimes these messengers are very unlikely figures, persons we would never imagine to be able to deliver such a message. But sometimes God's imagination, sometimes God's imagination is broad enough, wide enough, deep enough, to center these unexpected voices to lead all of us home for peace. In the wake of the devastation that was World War II, in response to the horrors that human beings committed against human beings during the Holocaust and the trauma of war, the global community said we have to come together. The global community came together to form the United Nations as a home for all persons to find spaces where diplomacy, where conversation, where negotiation could be elevated up beyond war, beyond conflict, to create a new forum so maybe peace could have a chance in dialogue. This new organization sought to create a universal declaration of human rights for everyone. And one of the principal figures, Eleanor Roosevelt, served as the chair of the committee. And she served with 18 other men. Now, according to historian Rebecca Adami, this group of 19 persons, 18 women, 18 men, one woman, though it was composed that way, it was actually non-delegates Women who made some of the deepest impact on this document in the 40s. Women who were not elected to any political office, but those who were able to enter this conversation and enter these dialogues. People like Hansa Mehta of India, Minerva Bernardino of the Dominican Republic, Begum Shaista Ikramula of Pakistan, and Marie-Elan Lefachot from France. The most progressive impacts on this document actually came from messengers outside the committee itself. These women who had all experienced injustice, who'd experienced marginalization, who'd been shut out of the room 
but somehow were able to get their messages in, to create a home for all of humanity in one document for peace. These women have long not been recognized for their impacts, and yet they were able to lend their voices and creativity to bring us all closer to peace. Messengers of peace can be unexpected. When the moment comes and the baby is finally born, somehow the mute Zechariah is able to speak again. He proclaims the message of peace that we heard, heralding this one who would prepare the way, paved in mercy, paved in courage, and paved in hope. But yet I feel like the experience and the testimony of the other voices, of the other messengers in this story, is just as powerful as the words of of, of Zechariah. Elizabeth delivering a message of peace in the form of bringing a small baby into the world. Through the pain of childbirth, through the agony and the labor, bringing this life from the beyond is a message of peace. Even baby John the Baptist brings a message of peace coming into the world as an innocent child. Probably not silent, but with no words to share, only a baby's cries somehow coming from the beyond. And in a way, these three, this family creates a home for peace with a profound message directly from God. See, friends, I don't believe that this is just an ancient story. I don't believe this is just words on the page and a story from long ago. This is something I believe. We can live out today, right now. I believe we can come home for peace, to find the messages of peace deep within ourselves, deep within each other. See, this message is one about listening creatively to the ways in which God is speaking to each of us. In our moments, it's not always a personal journey. It's not always a personal journey in ourselves. It can be something that a community can find together. A community, perhaps, like this one, like Northminster Church. A congregation, a family, coming home for peace. As I was reading this week, I did learn that the Universal Declaration, the cornerstone document for human rights in our context, was not just created by 19 very similar people. But in fact, it was voices from outside the room. It was inspiration from those you would never expect in the 1940s who insisted that this document be more open, more broad, more in the direction of peace. See, when the committee suggested the phrase, all men be born free and equal, Indian delegate Hansa Mehta suggested it be changed to all human beings are born free and equal. Minerva Bernardino of the Dominican Republic staunchly argued for the inclusion of the equality of men and women in the preamble. Begum Shaista Ikramullah of Pakistan advocated for Article 16, for there to be an equal rights in marriage section. 
which she hoped would be a way to combat the widespread practices of child marriage, of forced marriage. And Marie-Hélène Lefacheau of France successfully championed a section for non-discrimination based on sex or gender. See, it was through all of their efforts, and especially the efforts of the marginalized voices breaking into the room to carry the messages of peace from beyond traditional contexts, that we have this declaration today, that we have the foundation of modern human rights, that we have this most translated document in the world. So I'm wondering, now that Northminster is at this moment, this moment of looking ahead, looking into the future, what does coming home for peace look like to Northminster Church? In this moment of transition, this moment when you remember God's call for the life of this community of faith, to what messengers should we be listening? And to whose voices should, whose voices should be lifted up? The voices that aren't necessarily the loudest or the strongest, Whose voices? After all, it's our role to make sure that the messengers for peace are all listened to. Voices calling for the innocents to be rescued from their enemies. Voices clamoring against fear. Voices proclaiming that death does not have the final answer. Voices proclaiming the life in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On this Advent Sunday of peace, I come believing that the way of peace is not a personal journey alone, made for one specific type of messenger. It's a journey we make with others. It's a journey we make by finding the voices deep inside of ourselves to speak to the message of God from the beyond, a message of God's ways being prepared here right now, a message of salvation for all peoples. A message that one day the dawn will break on all and guide us into the light of a new morning, into the way of peace. And each of us is called to be messengers in our own ways, with our communities, to bring about this peace with our unique gifts and talents, to come home for peace. After working with others to create this declaration, Eleanor Roosevelt was convinced that the work of coming home for peace did not end with the words that they printed on the page. She said, it isn't enough to talk about peace. One must believe it. And it isn't enough to just believe it. One must work Shall we come home for peace? Thanks be to God.